You're listening to episode 12 of Defenders of Ascorn. What's up everybody, this is episode 12 of the Defenders of Ascalon podcast, I'm your host Tenex, and I've been playing a lot of Guild Wars this week, mostly because of the Dragon Festival, which was really fun, I especially liked the Grasp Massacre in the Sinjam Monastery. I didn't really play much of the games because they're kind of boring, I'd much rather do the Dragon Arena, which I got around 4 consecutive wins, and I did some of the quests that were in the Xingjie Monastery for the Grasp, and on the last day of the Dragon Festival, I stayed up all night just to get that Grasp mask. In the end, I got it, and it's freaking sweet. The Dragon Festival ended on the 6th, I think, but if you still have 250 victory tokens, you can still hand them in to get your Grasp mask. And that ends on the 13th of July. So, we got a good show today. And today I'm going to be talking about Guild Wars 2. And Patrick is going to be giving us a walkthrough on the Aurora Glade mission. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. So if you've been keeping up with the recent news on the GuildWars.com website, you'll know that they've given out a new Guild Wars 2 frequently asked questions thing. I'm just going to read that out and give my opinion on some of them. Some of these are kind of obvious, but I'm just going to read them out anyway for the people who don't know. So, question 1. Will there be a subscription fee for Guild Wars 2? Question mark. Nope. Like the original Guild Wars, there will be no subscription fee for Guild Wars 2. You just buy the game and play it online without paying a monthly fee. Question 2. Will Guild Wars 2 be an MMR? Yes, Guild Wars 2 provides a massive online persistent world. Question 3. How is Guild Wars 2 different from other MMOs? While Guild Wars 2 adds a persistent world, it returns the unique nature of the original game including strong narrative, extensive instance gameplay, an anti-grand design philosophy, and strong support for competitive play. Question 4. Will Guild Wars 2 have non-human playable races? Absolutely! In addition to humans, Players will be able to create, customize, and play Azura, Char, Non, and Silvari characters. They have some descriptions of the races, but I'm not going to read them out because you probably already know what they are. It's basically all the races from Guild Wars 1 except for the Silvari who aren't in Guild Wars 1. But if you look at the Guild Wars wiki and you type in Silvari, it will come up with a picture of a Silvari sapling from Ventry's Island. And it will also show you some concept artwork of uh, Silvari. How will character progression work? Will you be raising the level cap? Guild Wars 2 will have the kind of extensive character advancement appropriate to a persistent world RPG. It is our priority to avoid forcing players into the grand base gameplay that too often accompanies a high level cap. Also, to allow players the freedom to play together even if their friends are at a much lower higher level. We are planning to implement a strong sidekicking system similar to that used in City of Heroes, which to be honest I've never played that game because of the monthly fees. We're applying the same philosophy to competitive play. 
players will be able to engage in organized balanced PvP, similar to GBG in the original Guild Wars, without needing to first level up characters, find equipment, or unlock skills. While inside the uh, organized PvP areas, all characters will be the same power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? It's over 9,000! And will have access to the same equipment. Question 5. Will Guild Wars 2 be solo able? Yes, you will be able to advance your character to the maximum level without ever joining a group, if you so desire. Most content will have will be designed in a solo friendly way, though often with mechanisms for scaling up in difficulty when more players are involved. This will give players the option to experience the game whichever way they prefer. At the same time, it is important for an MMO community to join together to overcome challenges. There will also be some areas in the game that require a coordinated group effort. Personally, I'm more of a solo guy. I only really go in groups if the mission is too hard or you can't do it by yourself. Or sometimes I just help people. When I'm in a good mood, that is. <coughs> this is Maverick. This is now question six. <coughs> Can I play my original Guild Wars character in Guild Wars 2? Because Guild Wars 2 is a whole new game with different professions and races, new technology and expanded gameplay, it would not be possible to directly use an original Guild Wars character. However, your original Guild Wars character names will be reserved for your use in Guild Wars 2. In addition, Guild Wars 2 recognizes the accomplishments commemorated by your original Guild Wars characters in the Hall of Monuments and provides you with unique rewards to showcase your those achievements. While we're on the subject of achievements, on TF2, since the medic achievements were lowered, I got that last week, so hell yeah, I've got all of the achievements now and I can't wait for the soldier, I think the soldier's next, or I think it's the spy. I'm not sure whatever's next, but I can't wait. Now I don't think I'm allowed anything off topic now. Question 7. What are the system requirements for Guild Wars 2? The system requirements haven't been finalized, but just as the, the original Guild Wars series were committed to creating a beautiful game that will play great on mid-range gaming PCs. Question 8. When is Guild Wars 2 going to be released? Question mark. When it's finished, seriously though, we haven't announced a specific release date yet, but when we do, you can get those details and more right here on the official website, which is guildwars.com. Question 9. When will there be a beta? Although we publicly alpha and beta tested the original Guild Wars while it was still in early development, with Guild Wars 2 we will commence beta testing closer to the game's release. With that in mind, we will not start beta testing in 2008 as we had originally planned. Guild Wars 2 is a very large and ambitious game, and Guild Wars players rightfully have very high expectations of its quality. We want players to be absolutely blown away by the game the first time they experience it. And that is true because most of the people who review games like GameSpot, IGN, Xplay, they go on these betas and they give their opinion, I don't know if it's honest opinion, because if you remember Ken and Lynch from GameSpot and someone got fired, 
which that is why I'm never going to GameSpot anymore. They give their opinion, whether it's bad or good, people will not play the game if they say it's bad, because that's what I do. I look at these reviews, I see if the game's good or not, and then I go out and buy it. It's like, oh yeah, Guild Wars 2, it's out today, oh yeah! And then they'll look at the website, see the reviews, this game is bad, the graphics are bad, which probably won't happen because the graphics are probably going to be super special awesome. The storyline's crap, gameplay's crap, blah blah blah, they'll probably say that and then they'll be like, uh, Guild Wars 2's bad, I'm gonna go back to Guild Wars 1. They'll go on what people have said about the game. So if this game's not super special awesome times infinity, then we might be seeing the death of Guild Wars. Now that's just my opinion on this whole Guild Wars 2 stuff. So over to Patrick and his Aurora Glade mission. Hi all, this is Patrick. I'm here with this week's walkthrough with a few hints and tips. I hope you enjoyed the Ruins of Sermia walkthrough two weeks ago. This week's walkthrough will be the Aurora Glade mission. I did this mission with a couple guildies and they were both level 20, so doing this your first time will be a little different, but we didn't throw anything special in so it can be done basically the same. Actually. By the time you reach this quest, you may already be a level 20. My first time through this, I was a level 20 by this point. I did grind a little bit beforehand just to, so I can get to level 20, but it's not too much of a problem to be a level 20 by this point. We ran this quest with a ranger. He was level 20. He was set up as an interrupter with a sprint on and no res. We had a warrior. He was a level 20, set with a sprint and a couple knockdowns, he also used the skill you move like a dwarf to slow down the runner. You move like a dwarf skill is acquired in the expansion Eye of the North. It is from the Norn skill list. It knocks down the target and then cripples it. I will explain why having a cripple or knockdown is important in a little bit. We also had a prop monk. He was a hero, uh, set for a straight prop, no heal. We had a minion master hero set to acquire and maintain minions with no offensive skills. I went as a healing monk with no prot skills. I had with me a warrior, a hero warrior, set with knockdowns and cripples. Having two monks is not necessary, but it makes it nice when attuning the crystals near the end. This allows you to split up your group and makes it a little bit easier. We had a... F we had a few skills and some heroes that cannot be acquired in prophecies, but most likely the guildies or a pug group you pick up will be using similar skills and even more likely the heroes. You can reach the Aur Aurora Glade by getting the quest Urgent Warning from Counselor Valor in Etten's back. The mission objective is gain access to the Henja Daravi, get to the Henge portal, Attune the Henge Portal before the White Mantle do. Added objective is attune the Thorn Pedestal to clear the Vine Gate. The bonus is assassinate the Demagogue. Added objective is attune both pedestals to clear the White or the Vine Gate. Added objective is kill the Henge Guardian. There are 12 bosses in this mission, 
but like the Ruins of Sarmia mission, none of the bosses carry an elite skill, so there is no need to carry a capture, a signet of capture, unless, of course, there are some non-elite skills you wish to capture. You will not fight all the bosses because they spawn in different locations at different times. Upon entering the mission, I went in a southeasterly direction. There will be some Maguma spiders that will spawn, but they are not a problem. We will come upon some trolls and thorn stalkers. I target the thorn stalkers first because they use the skill Aftershock. Aftershock will knock down everybody in the area for for a healer. That is really annoying because in the middle of your heals you'll get interrupted and knocked down and waste your energy. We continued in a southeasterly direction. Eventually you will come to a route that will take you up a hill or knoll. After going up the vine, you'll continue in the same direction. Eventually, you'll cross a ravine. Um, right after crossing the ravine, um, there will be another right. Do not take that path. That will lead you back over the ravine um, from where you just came. Continue in a more southerly direction. You will come. Eventually, you'll come up to a bend. Continue, on, continue around that bend and head straight south. There will be a few devour pop-ups. In, in this bend, but they, like the spiders, will be no problem. Once you go around the bend, there will be another right. Do not take that right. The, that again will take you back around to where you just came from. Continue south until you come to another sharp bend. That will take you north. That bend that you'll come to will turn, make you almost turn right around and go north again, but it'll be in a lower path. Once you go around the bend, there will be some your first set of white mantle. When dealing with the white mantle, I target the abbot first. These are the healers in the group. Get rid of them, and then target the savant. They are the Ellies in in the in the group. These guys deliver some pretty nasty damage, so take them out and target whoever you want to next. Like before, I usually do not worry about the melee classes unless they start targeting my heroes. So pick whoever you want and then just clear the group. After finishing the first group, you'll see a boss standing near the first thorn pedestal. For me, it was the Necro um, Ken Kenrick, the Believer. Uh, we killed him. Uh, so go ahead, kill him. And you'll see your first druid standing next to a thorn pedestal. Go talk to him, and there will be a crystal that spawns in the pedestal. There, have a caster pick it up and carry it to the pedestal where the boss was killed. Place it on the pet. Placing it on the pedestal will attune the pedestal, and the vines will clear, opening the path. Your quest log will then update. Go north on this path you just opened. Eventually, you'll come up to your first Wind Riders, your first group of Wind Riders. These guys aren't much of a problem, but they do use the skill Shatter Enchantments. Um, your monks will have to remember this because your enchantments will be removed, and you'll be wasting all that energy, that precious energy. After killing the Wind Riders, you will come, you will want to continue in a northeasterly direction, veering a little bit to the east. Now, if you want to wander off to the left, you're going to come into a dead end. You'll probably hit um, some pop-up uh, devourers that pop up. Um, you can avoid them by veering a little bit to the east. Um, follow that for a little bit, then you'll come to another split. Take the more northerly direction 
if you look on your U map, you will see that there they that you are about to cross under where you had already been earlier. Continue in a northerly direction. Eventually, you'll come up to another group of white mantle. Uh, take out that group of uh, white mantle, and shortly after that group, you'll want to go through a little tunnel-like hole in the vines. That's the way we went. Um, it's almost like turning uh, right, but you'll still be going in a northerly direction. This will lead you to your next set of thorn pedestals. You will see your next druid. Once you go through the tunnel, you'll see a druid to your left. Go past it, and you'll see a couple small groups of white mantle. Take them out, and then go back to your druid and talk to him, and he will um, produce a crystal. Now, at this point, if you want to do the bonus, you'll have to go back um, to the left uh, of the druid. Uh, the druid that you'll come up to... Uh, you'll have to go talk to Les Longbow. And he's off to the left of uh, the druid. Uh, you must talk to him in order to activate the, um, the bonus. Uh, talk to him. He will give you your bonus. Once the bonus is given, you'll, you should have your whole party stand next to the vines blocking the path. Um, I have them stand there so that they can get ready to run to the thorn pedestal that will hold the crystal. Have someone talk to the druid and then attune both the pedestals. At this point, you guys should already have everybody knowing what exactly they're going to do. Um, because after the, after you tune that last pedestal, you're it's going to be a scramble from there. So make sure everybody knows what they're doing, what their position is. Um... So attune that last pedestal and the vines will drop and have everybody run to the pedestal that will hold the first crystal. When we did this, we split up the group. Make sure you have a healer in each group to make it easier. We had the larger group go to the left pedestal. Remember that the crystals will not appear until the first crystal is set. So it is wise to have a person in the large group use a sprint to run to the left pedestal along with the rest of the group. I, as one of the healers, took a melee hero with me to the first pedestal to the right. So after they attuned, after the large group attuned that first pedestal to the left, a crystal will appear. I grabbed that and took it to the first pedestal to the right. I did not worry about the second pedestal to the right. I just let that remain red. I just st stood there after I attuned the pedestal and protected it. Now, protecting this can be tricky because uh, you, you'll have a group or two that comes at you. You do your best, fight them off, make sure you target the runner. Um, and if anything, if it all fails, don't get, get, get yourself killed. Let them attune that pedestal if you have to. Go run back to the point where you grabbed your crystal in the first place. Grab another crystal. And once they attune that, those white mantle will take off. So grab another crystal, run back over there, and attune that. So that is that's that was my main job, was just to stand there and protect that one crystal. Um, so the larger group will be off to the left, attune that. They will have attuned that crystal, or that portal. They will start fighting off all of the white mantle in that area. Now they'll send groups out to that pedestal, or that portal, in order to attune it. Uh, that large group should have no problem eliminating those groups as they come by. Now, 
um, remember, do not attune all three portals if you want to get the bonus. Another thing to remember is that if one of the runners dies, one of the remaining white mantle will become a runner. Um, remember, if you do not want to get the bon or if you do want to get the bonus, you must kill the demigod. Um, make sure that you have a cripple or a knockdown for the runners to keep them from attuning any of the pedestals. Have your main group kill all of the white mantle. The group protecting the first pedestal to the right will have to fight a group or two of white mantle. So, just remember that. This, this really should not be a problem. If you... Or, yeah. The larger group will eliminate all of the white mantle and then kill the demigod. But... The first group should uh, be able to kill that demigod without a problem. He, once all of the white mantle are dead, he's not a problem. After the demagog is dead, attune that last pedestal and you'll go into a cutscene showing you and your group getting teleported to the henge. Once you are out of the cutscene, you want to go to the left. Follow that path and kill anything that comes your way. There, they're not, it's, that's not difficult at all. You just follow the path and you'll actually be going like a counterclockwise direction around the henge. So follow the path until, until you get to the water where the henge guardian is. Once you get to that, uh, that pool of water where the henge guardian is, you'll see a group of white uh, wind riders in the water. Put, put all your group up onto the bank, back a little bit, and then have one person um, pull the wind riders into the group. Um, and then take those guys out. That they're really easy, not a problem. You you just don't want to um, aggro the guardian and the two behemoths that are on each side of the guardian. So once the wind riders are killed, you'll want to focus on the behemoths on each side of the hench guardian. Remember to kill those guys first. They seem to de deal out um, more damage than the guardian itself. And another nice thing is the water around the Guardian will give you a health regen. So you shouldn't have too much of a problem. You just have everybody focus on the same uh, behemoth. Take them out and then uh, focus on your Guardian and kill him. He's, he's actually pretty easy. Once you kill the Guardian, you'll um, go into a cutscene. And that will be an end. That, that's the goal is to kill the Henge Guardian and you'll go into your cutscene. Well, one thing, we didn't really have any problem with the quest, but it can be pretty tricky doing it yourself. Your henchies or heroes should be able to kill a group of white mantle or two by themselves, so leaving them all alone should not be a problem. As long as you can handle um, a group or you have a sprint on so you can attune the crystals. Remember to take a couple knockdowns or crippling skills. You'll find that they are very useful in slowing down the runners. Be mainly focused on the runners so that they could not attune any of the portals. If they do attune a portal or two, don't worry, don't get scared or anything, just protect at least one of those portals. Keep your group together. Um, this is very important. When you get a couple of white mantle that are, um, a couple of groups of white mantle that hit you at the same time, because they've got two or three groups running. And they will have, sometimes they'll end up coming together at, with your group. Keep that group together because that is really important for the healer. 
um, being the only healer and that many people coming at you know many people coming at, at coming at you at a time you want everybody to be together so uh, that's it um, well that's it for this week I hope that you enjoyed this segment if you have any questions or any corrections please send an email to me at collagemir at gmail.com that's collagemir k-l-o-j-a-m-i-r at gmail.com you can also leave a comment in the Defenders of Ascalon forum that also can be find at, found at the defendersofascalon.blogspot.com uh, that Defender of Ascalon is one word defendersofascalon.blogspot.com Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Have a good day. So that's the episode for this week. You can catch me, 10X, and Klajomirkov at Defenders of Ascalon forums, www.defendersofascalon.com dot forum up dot net or you can go to the website and subscribe to the RSS feed and check for updates which is at www.vendorsofascalon.blogspot.com and you can email me feedback to the show at deathjunior6 at hotmail.com so until next time I'll catch you later 16 military wives 32 softly focused, brightly colored eyes Staring at the natural tan 32 gently clenching wrinkled little hands 17 company men Out of which only 12 will make it back again Sergeant says a letter to Sorted, wretched, checkered lives Will they find the solution in time? Using their 15 pristine, moderate, liberal minds 18 academy chairs Out of which only seven really care Doling out a garment of fire Celebrity minds, they're humbly 
Someone tell me how to get the grasp mask, please. Hey, can can anyone can anyone tell me how to can it, hello? Can anyone tell me how to get the grasp mask? Because like I'm I'm looking for the dude who gives out the grasp mask, but I, I just can't find him. I'm looking for him everywhere. I can't, I can't find him. Hey, can you tell me how to get the grasp mask, please? Hey, can you tell me? Can you, just tell me how to get the grasp mask, please. LFG grasp mask, please. Hey, can you tell me how to get the Jesus, can someone tell me how to get the freaking grasper mask, please? Come on, where's how how to get the grasp mask? We'll clear, we'll pair one platinum for grasp mask. Oh, wait a minute, it's it, it's in my inventory. But where the hell did my victory tokens go?